0: Congratulations, Mike Evans. Who can forget? Again, looking again. Throws up the That's the the Derrick Brooks, 30. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. Derrick Brooks, the most valuable player in the National Football League. There it is. The daggers in. We're gonna win the Super Bowl. Here's the snap. Mahomes running to his right. Look out, he may run. Mahomes, directly. Oh, toward the end zone. Battle intercepted. Picked off of the end zone. Bucks are gonna beat the Chiefs. We're the champions of the world, and we still have a minute 33 to go. Devin White. What a great second season. That's it for KC. Bucks are the Super Bowl champs. They can't stop the clock. We call them the Salty Dogs.
1: Hello and welcome again to the Salty Dogs Podcast. Your Weekly window into the Advent Health Training Center <laughs> and everything going on with the Buccaneers. I'm Scott Smith.
2: <laughs> uh, I'm Jeff Ryan. It sounded a little bit like a Johnny Carson. Car <laughs> Thank you. Thing. Well, I
1: will. Uh, I'm dating. Take that.
2: We're dating ourselves there. People, well, you did it. Wow. I
1: just. I do know what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. He'd like, hold the little thing up to his head. Yeah. Carnac. Car yeah, that was fun. Yep. Very good. I don't, really,
1: I don't remember it that well though. Yeah. So yeah, we, we're uh, we're the salty dogs, and we this are. podcast is about the Bucks and for the most part.
2: Yes, and it's brought to you by Beef O'Brady's. Got to get that in. Yeah, please you know, do. We will, because when you're thinking of wings and beer, beer and wings, nobody combines them like Beef Fobratis. Start with our, the award winning traditional or boneless wings and a variety of sauces, dry rubs. And next, my favorite part, you pick your brew. Beef says all your faves on tap. Beef Fobratis, where game time meets beer and wing time all the time. All right? How's you that? know what I did while you were doing that? You moved a chair. I switched chairs. You ever sat in one of these
1: chairs where it just keeps... Like suddenly sinking on you? Yeah, they. Do I'm close enough to the ground as it
2: is. Yeah, so the, the cylinders give it out.
1: Did not bring a pen again.
2: God. Do you need one? Eh, it's not worth stopping. I just going. <coughs> well, I just don't know. What y- What are you writing down?
1: Just notes. Oh. Uh. So. uh oh. Yeah, let's talk about the Bucks. You yeah. did your. You did your. Um, hmm. Your read there. I did. That's that's important. We very like beef O'Brady's We do. We're very happy to have them as our sponsor, and I like eating there. There you go. Um. It would have been nice. You know what it would've been nice to have a Bifo Brady's in downtown Charlotte last Saturday night. Cuz it turns out it's hard to find an open restaurant that doesn't you don't need a reservation for. Sure.
2: On Christmas Day. On Christmas Day, Day? Yeah. Day night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we ended up
1: at Hooters and
2: it was a long wait. Yeah, hap- the only option. Yeah, it happens a, a lot. I I planned though. I pre- Yes, I, I, I do make, remember that. I did make reservations. mornings, right. Yes, I did. And With so, your wife Linda. Yeah. And so you just kind of stay ahead.
1: That was a good move, because I didn't think about it until we were flying there, and, and then I'm like, I wonder if I'm going to be able to find a place to eat.
2: Yeah. Okay.
1: Um, that game went well. Oh, first, before we get to anything else, uh, this hasn't been announced as of the moment where that we're recording this, okay. and you may not even know this I yet. I mean. Um, but by the time we put this up tomorrow, it will have been announced. Rondé sure. Barber, for the second year in a row, is a Hall of Fame finalist.
2: You mean top 15? Yeah,
1: he made the cut to the 15, That's just like last year. awesome. <clears throat> it is awesome. Uh, it's particularly awesome because obviously we've said it before and we may be a bit biased, but I think we also can look at it logically that he should be in the hall of fame. <coughs> and, um, mm-hmm. lots of times when you're not like a first ballot candidate, which obviously they, he wasn't considered that because he didn't make the finalists till his fourth year, sure. which was too long of a wait in my mind, but whatever, he's there now. And, um, lots of times those guys, they kind of have to wait for a good year, <coughs> because like last year wasn't Peyton Manning and Charles yeah. Woodson, guys that you yeah. know are going to make it. And there's only five spots. And John Lynch. Yeah, and John Lynch. There's only five spots, and when you got a couple new guys on the, on the ballot who are clearly going to be first ballot guys, it makes it harder. I look at the list this year, and I don't see any of those guys. One. Like I think of the, all the new guys, I think there's seven or eight new first year eligible players. I think probably the best case is Demarcus Ware. Yeah, okay. Who had 138.5 sacks. He's basically the same career as Jason Taylor. And Jason sure. Taylor made it in in his first ballot. Right. Which I actually found surprising. But yeah,
2: that's, well, that's a whole other story. So,
1: uh, there's Steve Smith. I like him. I think right. he's a Hall of Famer. I don't think he needs to go in first ballot. Andre Johnson. Yeah. Those are kind of the biggest names. Sure. So, it's not daunting. It may be a good opportunity for these voters to kind of clear up some guys that have been having to wait for a while. Right. That's what I'm hoping. Okay.
2: Hey, it all depends on the presenter.
1: It, that helps, I think. It but I, I think we've talked about this before. Sure. Some players, and we were talking about it last week, not in terms of the Hall of Fame, but how some players get a certain reputation or something attached sure. to them, and yeah. so and some people just that's what they think. Like we were talking about Donovan Smith, right? Uh,
2: Ronde Barber, I th- we've
1: talked about this before. There are people out there that say he was a system player, and we've talked but about how dumb yeah, that, that, that argument is.
2: This <laughs> is a ridiculous argument because that's the whole purpose. To be good in the system that yes. you're playing. I know, kinda throw it out there. No matter what you do for a living, if you do really well what they like you to do,
1: <laughs> that's that's a good. Thing, right? You could yes. get promoted. So I uh, the the counter argument obviously is they're saying that Ronnie was able to rack up just unbelievably career numbers because the system made made it possible. Well, fine, but I'm saying if you took Ronnie Barber out and replaced him with 99.9% of the other cornerbacks, you don't get the same results.
2: Well, and the other side of the coin is no one's done it before.
1: Like the, the 45 25 yeah, thing? Exactly.
2: So, the, and, and it's not like the Tampa 2 is not around. It's called different things. It's actually
1: been kind of popular this year.
2: Mm-hmm. So there, there there are, you know, it's a good system if you're a good player.
1: Yeah, I mean, duh. Coaches want to devise a good system that makes the best of their player yeah. strengths,
2: right? Isn't that what they always say? Let's put them in a position to win. I always like, you know, but yeah, the, that that's whole exactly what they say. the whole system thing
1: Byron is. Byron Lefwich says that almost every week in his press conference.
2: But it's true I know. It's it's <laughs> the right answer.
1: I'm just saying that is you're absolutely right. So anyway.
2: It would be nice. Uh, it's that's exciting. But <coughs> well, you know, you gotta each you know, first step you gotta get to the twenty five, the next step is get to the fifteen. 15 then the then next you five. Step, then you get to then the five in. Yeah. So this fifteen will be um um is it Super Bowl Sunday yeah. that they decide? They did it the different Saturday before.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. they did it differently last year because of COVID. They did it virtually, but I think they're going back to an actual meeting at the side of the Super Bowl, um, the Saturday before the Super Bowl, and then the NFL Honors Show is that night, right. and that's when it's announced.
2: Yeah, <coughs> so that will be in in, be- uh,
1: lo- in Los, Los Angeles. In between, the players get visits. Yeah. From I don't know who it'll be since what's his name retired. uh can't think of his Mr. name. Mr. Baker. Yeah, Baker. He retired so somebody from the Hall of Fame will be knocking on their door. Uhhuh.
2: And Which it, is a
1: cool thing. that's what you want. You want the knock on the door. I think yeah. you get a
2: phone call if you didn't make right. it. Right. Wow. Well, that is just great news. I, and I did not know. I did not know that.
1: Yeah, I just so. found out. We've been waiting to hear. Uh-huh. We got a little bit of an advanced word, so we can be ready. Sure. And then the show is at six o'clock tonight. Great. And that's when it'll be revealed. Excellent. I also want to say at the top, uh, you know this by now, uh, that the, we are not bringing on a player guest or any guest this week. Correct. And there's a very good reason for that. It's that I'm lazy.
2: Well, that and... This y- was a very hectic week, and I just
1: didn't want to drag...
2: Well, there, not only is it a hectic week, but there's been uh, changes in protocols yes. on what we're allowed to do.
1: <laughs> makes and, it tougher.
2: And it makes it tougher. And, you know, even as us that are at the Advent Health Training Center have been restricted in areas that we can go...
1: And the mask policy is
2: back. Correct. And, you know, for a, a quick example is there's only five of us internal. There's only 15... What they call media, club media, people allowed at press yes. conferences, and uh, I only have access for Mondays because they have coaches mm-hmm. show and a player show. Okay, so we are limited in who we can attack or not attack, but you know, go. Yeah, I mean, we can figure ask, it we, out.
1: We can ask the guys and, and gals in communication mm, sure. to help us, but we don't. You know, some weeks just don't feel like bothering them. So y- you're stuck with us today. Yeah. But we also have a decent amount of, of questions, Lurzel. so when we yeah, get oh, to that good. part. And, there, and
2: there's a lot to talk about, period. There is.
1: There is. Did, is no. there something in particular you want to talk about? No, no. I'm just, uh, well, just being here. Well, how about I ask you, and I'm going to guess.
2: You're going to guess? I'm going to
1: put my finger on the, word, oh, the uh, word. What's your favorite thing? Well, the, well, the word that you'll say. What you, you know, I ask you what was your favorite thing from the last game. Okay. Okay, so what, do you have an answer? I do. Do you want it? Yeah.
2: You said I had a favorite word.
1: No, 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 no. I'm saying you will say this word in answering the question.
2: Um, Stiff arm. By whom? Keyshawn Vaughn.
1: Oh, nope. I got it wrong.
2: So you liked his run? I did.
1: And the great Cyril Grayson block downfield? Awesome. Actually, you know what? If you watch that... It's not like he dominated the dude physically. No. It was a hustle play. It was. He hustled from the other side of the field and just basically got in the guy's way. Without getting a flag yeah. or hit blocking in the back. And twice he did it because Keyshawn cut one way and then he followed his block. Would that be a spin move or a pirouette? I think he more pirouetted. Okay. The, the dude he was blocking kind of made a spin sure. move because he blocked, Keyshawn cut from the sideline back in, the defender actually made a nice play to spin off it and get in his way again, but then Keyshawn cut back inside off of another block. From. So it was really kind of two blocks yeah. right, in rapid succession. What, was,
2: what I liked uh-huh. about all of that is, you know, you always hear the term next man up, and both of them were next man up, yeah, and, and they, both of them delivered.
1: They came through. In fact, it's kind of interesting that that 55-yard run for Keyshawn, uh, which was probably the biggest play of the game mm-hmm.
2: is our longest run of the year. It's also the longest run of the. W- it was all, all, also the biggest play of the week too, I believe. In the whole it, NFL, yeah, in at least arts. in
1: terms of running, yeah. Because Cyril Grayson then had a sixty-two yard catch, yeah, which also ties for our longest completion of the year. And so I, those two guys I, longest plays of the year in the sure, same game.
2: Yeah, I, I'm puzzled why he got caught. Yeah, he is too. I think. <laughs> <laughs> I think sometimes maybe you break yeah. your stride a little bit, catching the ball, adjusting yeah.
1: to the ball a little bit.
2: Well, there's track and field speed and there's football speed.
1: Well, he said so. he's he can't call himself a track star anymore. <laughs> yeah,
2: I, I would say one of my favorites, which is a good thing, considering he should be calling himself a football player right as,
1: now. As um, as Byron Leftwich said today, Cyril Grayson and and Bruce Arians said last week or after the game is like maybe the Bucks' most improved player.
2: Yeah. Over the last
1: two weeks, two years. Sure. And that Byron said today that Cyril now realizes that he is a an NFL player. Yeah. He's not a track star trying no. to be an NFL player anymore. Mm-hmm. And other guys have tried that and not many of them have succeeded. Correct. Uh he's a he's a foot he's a real NFL football player now and he realizes that and that's good because that's the way the team feels about him. Yeah. I like that also what I really liked about uh the Grayson I'll uh, oh, hold on one second we got a little bit of other news here. Uh, um,
2: breaking news as you speak. Okay,
1: so it's <laughs> right. just been about 20 minutes. Yep. This isn't a huge deal but yep. we're going to announce that Rakeem Nunez-Roches, Nacho,
2: is up. From is COVID? coming
1: off the COVID list. Nice. And that that leaves us with four on the COVID list. And all of them actually could come off.
2: Yeah, because they shortened the 10-day to 5-day.
1: Right. And and also, even without the 5-day thing, if you are fully vaccinated and you test twice negative negative in then tw- tw- 24 hours 20. apart, uh-huh. you can come back. Nice. That's what it takes. So that could happen with Mike Evans, sure. even though we went on on Monday. Right. And all the other guys, the 5-days will be enough to potentially get them back in the game. right? Uh, and that ha- ha- holds true for Bruce Arians as well. I'm not saying we're going to get all these guys no. back,
2: but there's a shot to get sure. all of them back. Each of them has a shot. Right. Okay. So, side note With there. Mike Evans, I think they should hold him out because of his hammy. But 100% just, agree. But that's just me. Yeah, I mean, they'll just, he and the, the trainers will decide. Sure.
1: But if I agree with you. Yeah. Uh, this game, I think we got the, we can win this game without Mike Evans. Sure. We can lose it, too. I'm not yeah. denigrating that. No, no, with no, 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 no. I think his health for the playoffs is more important than what he would give us on Sunday.
2: Yeah, and that's why I say he, that. He I, may I, not feel the same way. Yeah, I wasn't even thinking about whether it's a win or loss against the Jets. I was just looking at it that, you know, he just, you know, another week would, would be beneficial, especially uh, since the uh, Buccaneers have clinched the NFC South right. and have a playoff game, so you know you have to think in t- you need to finish your season but you also have to think in terms of w- got to get everybody healthy for the playoffs so you know that's that's a lot going on in a very short period of time
1: yeah and there is there is some stuff still to be gained the buccaneers there is a very very small chance. 538.com dot com puts it at less than two percent that the Bucks could still win the number one seed. Yeah. The reason that that's extremely unlikely is that the first thing that needs to happen is the Packers need to lose to both the Vikings at home uh-huh. and then at Detroit. And sure. I don't think that's going to happen. No. Uh, they may they might lose one out of the two. They might, but and and if that happens, it'll open the door for Dallas potentially moving up to number one. But we can't get them without them li- losing twice. Sure. Because of our conference record, yeah. Dallas can. Um. But there, I just looked through it yesterday and, and w- looked at all the teams that were playing and who's playing who. And I think there's almost an equal amount of chance that we end up 2, 3, or 4.
2: Right. Um, Yo, well, yes, yes. It, it, it's weird. It can go...
1: Okay, so right now three teams are 11 and 4. Right. Underneath the 12 and 3 Packers. Mm-hmm. And that's the Cowboys and the Rams. Mm-hmm. As you know, the Buccaneers have a head-to-head tiebreaker against the Cowboys... And the Rams have a head to head tiebreaker against the Bucks.
2: Mm -hmm. But neither of those comes into play. Because there's three people at 11 and 4. Yeah. Which drives me nuts because every time I, I, got, I have to stop and think about it and go, yeah. oh, that's right. Scott keeps telling me if it's three, all of it gets thrown out the window. The only way that a head-to-head works if it's three is if one
1: team has beaten both of the others yeah. or one team has lost to both of the others.
2: Yeah. And that's okay. not
1: the case. It won't be the case here. No. Because Dallas and the Rams aren't going to play each other. Nope. So um, the Bucks could get the two. If they win both of their games, which is certainly imminently possible, sure. we're thirteen-point favorites this week. Probably will be heavily favored at home
2: against the Panthers. Uh-huh.
1: So I'm not counting those wins, but it's certainly reasonable to think the Bucks could win. Well,
2: it. you would, you would, uh, you would think that this team uh, should do that if you want to.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's a lot yeah, of injury concerns, but yeah, you never know, right? Right. Okay, so if the Bucks win both of their, let's just let's just say that happens. If the Bucks do win both of their final two. If the Rams lose once, we're in good shape because now we don't have a three-way tie with Dallas anymore.
2: Oh, that's so true. So even if
1: Dallas wins their last two Ooh. and both teams end up 13 and four, we get the two seed because oh. the Rams would be 12 and five.
2: So we're rooting against
1: the Rams. We're rooting against the Rams most of all. Okay. It helps also. It helps also if Dallas loses. Sure. And Arizona is playing Dallas at Dallas. Arizona's kind of been slumping, but well, they're
2: still good. Yeah, but one and two are you know they're you know.
1: And I think Dallas's last game is at Philadelphia, which I would expect Dallas to win. But Philly's going to be highly motivated. Well,
2: yeah, because I think they're in the running. To, well, to they're in the, the seventh last, seed right yeah, now. I was just going to, you know, when you start doing the playoffs, that uh, plus that's a rivalry game. You know, that's that's yeah, yeah. You know, it's
1: hard to call when you got two NFC East teams. Sure, up. unless you're going. A very good Dallas team against a Washington team that has like 20 players. Yeah. Again, or on COVID. There you that go. didn't go real well. No, it did not.
2: It didn't. Watching that game and thinking
1: we lost to those guys.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you said it because I said the same thing and then I said it Monday night watching the Saints play and I <laughs> went like we lost twice to them. Yeah. But we didn't lose to Ian Book. No, no, no. That didn't look pretty. But but still, you know, nine to nothing. it still it still frosts me.
1: I know that game sucked.
2: Um. So anyway, what I was saying was there's a that's
1: a that's a reasonable outcome that the Bucks win twice and the Rams lose once. Yep. And then it doesn't matter what Dallas does. So Correct. That, that could be the two. Or you could end up the three. Or if every if all those teams win twice, we stay in four. Sure. So at some point you have to decide how important is going for the next higher seed as compared to do we want to put these guys that are nursing injuries in harm's way, right? Yeah. So
2: well, we asked Bruce Arians after the game mm-hmm. uh, his thoughts on, yeah. and he said he's not a big fan of yeah, risking players. He did, and I kind of agree. Well, I do, too. I think what you can do is you can play, and, and like I've said before, treat it like it's your third preseason game. And if you're good amount ahead or. You know how
1: sometimes it seems like coaches make decisions based on they they can't be criticized for it. Like right. go, you know, it's taking a long time for some coaches to understand when you should go for it on fourth down. Yeah, but not going up for it on fourth down lots of times doesn't open you up to criticism when that fails. Right. So like, sort of some people that are criticizing John Harbaugh for going for two uh, in two games in a three game span with the Ravens at the end of the game to win the game. Sure. And they, they failed both times, so they lost both games. Mm-hmm. Uh, So you open yourself up to criticism. I think most of the analytics and even just a lot of people just watching games thought it was the right decision both times. Sure. But if you don't make that decision, you can't be criticized for it. So if you rest your players in week 18, Mm -hmm. uh, you rest a lot of your starters, as opposed to if if you start everybody and play them and then somebody important gets hurt, you're opening yourself up to criticism. So the... Easier way, the risk, the less risky way, is to rest your guys because then nobody says, "Oh, you played Devin White and he got hurt." I yeah. don't know what I'm not. the right? no. first name that came to my head. Sure An right. important player. Right. Right. Yeah. But I agree with Bruce. So I, right. It seems to me like when teams when teams have rested at the end of seasons, it hasn't. Gone well,
2: up. it's it it plays into also then. If you get the bye week, is that the same as resting, or is that, you know, because now you're resting your whole team. So, you see, because everybody yeah, goes, everybody says, oh, you want to get the bye, but, you yeah. know
1: Well, you definitely want to get the bye, because if you don't play in the first week, you can't lose. Well, <laughs> there's that. That's the whole point. Uh, I never got to say my favorite thing from the game. I know. I was going to ask. Well, the, re- the I thought you were going to talk about Jordan Whitehead, because he was a joy to watch. He... Lights out. I am glad that everybody's talking about him this week because it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And did you hear Carlton Davis talking about him yesterday? Yes. (laughs) So great. If anybody didn't hear it, you can go on Buccaneers.com and watch the press conference. Carlton Davis first asked about Jordan Whitehead. Said he thinks he's the most, uh, he's one of the best strong safeties in the NFL period and one of the most underrated players, you know. And then he, somebody asked him, So, are you ever, w- considering he hit so hard, right. are you ever worried about c- c- catching a little friendly fire? Yeah. And and Carlton laughed and he goes, Okay, so a story. And then he tells a story about how in their first preseason game together, um, before the game, Jordan Whitehead said he was going to knock somebody out, which I'm not saying he said he was going to yeah, render he, somebody unconscious. Yeah. He just means he's going to sure. hit so hard that they're going to be down, right? Yeah legally uh and <laughs> sure enough on the first play that jordan was in the game carlton's uh going up to tackle a running back and whitehead just whizzes by him and and destroys the guy <laughs> and he's like wow this g- a lot of people are all talk
2: this <laughs> guy's de- delivers
1: d- he said he says talk is cheap but this guy's talk is cash oh i yeah. like that yeah and then he said um He said it was, like, traumatizing. It was like watching a car wreck. (laughs) So he's very happy that he doesn't have to play against Jordan Whitehead.
2: And he's also very careful when he's around.
1: So Jordan Whitehead, watch him. But the other thing, you were talking about Cyril Grayson, and obviously his block and his long catch were great. Mm -hmm. But I really liked the post-game press conference where, before he went on, Coach uh, Arians had gone on. And a lot of people wondered why. And I, I honestly didn't know it was coming. I thought with the guys we had out that our our top three receivers, when we go to 11, which is the majority of the time. Sure. We're going to be Antonio Brown, who came back, mm-hmm. Tyler Johnson, mostly in the slot, and then Scotty Miller, is the other outside guy. It just seemed like on the depth chart that's what it would be. It was Cyril Grayson. They just practiced with him all week, called him up from the practice squad. Yep. And he played almost the entire – he played like 75% of the snaps. And uh, and we come to find out that one of the main reasons for this is that they, Bruce Arians and the coaches really love how he blocks.
2: Yeah. I Richard, did not know that
1: before this. Past no, week. I didn't
2: either. But it makes sense because of how well Chris Godwin blocks. You, you're missing that in the offense. Yeah. How can we get some of that? We can't get all of it back because nobody's as good as Chris. You're, you're missing the height, yeah. and the blocking capability, right? And that's not a knock on Scotty Miller because Scotty Miller brings it's the a David different David. kind of player. Yeah, he brings what he brings. Yeah. But um, yes, when so Cyril Grayson gave them something to good talk blocking. On. Yeah. Right. And he gets that. He he gets to do that. Because in practice, all along, that's what he was doing. And he did his homework, and he, and he practiced He hard. showed them. B.A. mentioned that during his radio yeah. show, that he deserved that opportunity I know. to go. And
1: we all know this now, but we didn't know it a week no. ago. No. And that's that's fine. We're not really supposed to know this. No. This is something that... I'm not sure, so sure he knew.
2: You know That I he mean, was going to play that yeah. much? Yeah.
1: Um, so what I really liked was... Coach Arians talking about him saying, oh, he's a ferocious blocker. Because they were asking about that one downfield block. But he says, no, he's in there for his blocking a lot. A
2: lot, yeah. They
1: called him a ferocious blocker. And so when that quote was thrown back at Cyril Grayson when he was on the uh, the podium, um, he says, well, I think Coach Arians is a ferocious coach. <laughs> and I'm glad that he's in my corner. Nice. I thought that was cool. Very I'm good. paraphrasing to a bit, but he said yeah. a ferocious coach. Yeah, no, I like it. Yeah. yeah. He, he's. I think Cyril Grayson is really happy to be in the spot he's in right now. And that's cool.
2: Yeah. Uh, so. I always like it when it's kind of like what you know. It's, you always heard it's not how you come in the league. It's how you stay in the league. It's what you do once you're in the league. For a lot I mean, of guys. For yeah. a lot of guys, depending on where you get drafted. So someone like him who's working really hard, I, I, you, you, you smile. And, and it certainly shows how well the scouting department is. That they can find depth
1: like that. Yeah, and they've kept him around for like yeah. three years yeah. because he's been developing.
2: Mm-hmm. He was
1: a track guy. He really is a football player. Yeah. It's pretty great. Yep. A couple other uh, names that maybe aren't the biggest names of all time all that right. I want to talk about. Sure. Cam Brate. Yeah. And Richard Robinson. Okay, start with Cam.
2: Now, that's actually a pretty
1: big name in, in Buck in our, history.
2: In, in Buck history, yeah. He's,
1: and I'll tell you why, and this is my point. Uh, Did you know that Cam Brate now has more TDs? catches oh. than Joey Galloway? Wow had as a buccaneer? Yeah. He's got yeah. more touchdowns than Mark Carrier yeah. had as a buccaneer. He's got more receiving yards than Mike Allstott had as a buccaneer. Crazy, isn't it? Are you aware of all this? No. I knew about I knew about
2: the uh touchdowns. Th- yeah.
1: Yeah, he just passed he just passed Kevin House, who was a big name in franchise. Not sure. History. And he's two behind Jimmy Giles, who's in the Ring of Honor. Okay. And then after that, Mike Evans is way out ahead. Right. But Cam Braight Quietly gets it Quietly done. Quietly and steadily has yep. carved out a pretty big spot in this franchise's history. Consid- and, that, and that's great because we love the guy. Yeah, basically. considering he got cut. Yeah, and went to New Orleans briefly. For a game, yeah. Briefly, we got him back, thank sure. goodness. Right? What if they discovered how good he was before we I did? I think
2: they did. That's why they took him, but they couldn't protect they him. They put so him so on we, the practice squad, y- yeah. Yeah, they made the mistake that we did.
1: <laughs>
2: so, there you go. But, it, I mean, yeah, Cam's a good guy, too. He's one of the good guys that's, you know.
1: And he had a touchdown in this game. That's why he I brought did. him up. He did. It was
2: weird. I, they must
1: have a coverage breakdown because all he basically did was line up on the outside and run a slant over mm-hmm. the middle of the field, and he was wide open.
2: Wide open. I lo- and that's, that's Don't the Don't leave the
1: Cam line. wide open. That should be. Okay, and then the other guy I brought up was Rashad Robinson. Now, this is not a guy who has a big part in Bucks history. In fact, no. I think he only joined us in mid September uh, when we started getting all those cornerbacks hurt. Mm-hmm. That guy is so good on special teams. You know, he was out for like a month or more, like uh-huh. six weeks maybe, sure. something like that. And as soon as he was healthy, they activated him back to the roster and put him back in the game because he might be our best coverage guy. Yeah. He might be our best gunner. And I, Somebody told me before the game, one of the PR guys, that they loved him as a, as a cover guy on special teams. They might be our best one. And so I made a point of watching him. He's down the field way faster than everybody else. And I, I don't think he had any tackles, but he was there –
2: to create to habits. push the guy a yep. certain
1: way or keep him from going the way he wants to go yep. and the other guy's got him. And,
2: and that's part of it too. You don't have to be the, on special teams. You don't have to be the guy that makes the tackle. You got to be the guy that push him to where everybody else is. As a matter of fact, you have to you have to stay in your lane and do your job mm-hmm. at all costs because you
1: leave your lane and the guy cuts back, that's how you give up touchdowns. Yep. By right. the way, we're facing one of the league's best return men this week in New York mm-hmm. in Braxton Barrios. Yeah. He had a 102-yard kickoff return last week.
2: I saw that. Oof. They ran for 273 yards. <laughs> I, know Jaguars, yeah. I know
1: it's the Jaguars. I know it's the Jaguars. I think their
2: quarterback had like a 50-yard run. 52-yard, yeah, Zach Wilson. Yeah.
1: But we're not on the Jets game no, yet. No,
2: no, 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 no. And they're getting their head coach back, too.
1: Yeah, they're actually getting a ton of people back off COVID. They, they put 20 players on the COVID list last week, Jeez. including like seven or eight starters, right. and played without them. They were playing guys they signed off. Other teams practice squad that did week.
2: It, yeah, I know. How crazy is that? I
1: think they were down to like their fifth safety or something. Wow. They managed to get it done. Right. It was against the Jaguars. Yeah. you yeah, know this. Well, you but know. It was a pretty resilient. It was a pretty good show of resiliency. Sure. Uh, the Buccaneers are facing some COVID issues this week. We are. And they also, s- since the New Orleans game, have some pretty serious injury problems, which now add Shaq Barrett to that list. He's out for at least the rest of the regular season. Yeah. Uh And so, without Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Leonard Fournette, which was about 60% of your offense. In 10 plays. What do you do? You know, you have to go. We were talking about this last week. You have to find new ways to get it done. So, Tom Brady had his fewest pass attempts and his fewest completions in any game this season. You know, you know us. Sure. Even when we run the ball well, we still throw the ball over forty times. Yeah. I think he threw thirty times. Maybe it 31. was a very
2: balanced attack.
1: And we still had three hundred ninety-one yards of offense against the league's second-ranked defense. Everyone forgets how good the Panthers' defense is.
2: They have is. a great
1: D line. Mm-hmm. They got nothing. Zero sacks. Did yeah.
2: you remember Tom Brady being hurried at all? Just one time. Then he ran. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He ran. He <laughs> ran. But he decided to and run he, pretty quickly. He needs to stop running. Just stop like, it!
1: <laughs> that's what everybody does when yeah. he's running, and he
2: didn't slide either on no. that one. No, and the guy was behind him too. And I thought, oh, here yeah, comes he, the punch.
1: Yeah, oh yeah.
2: Yeah, that's what happened in the uh, Saints game. Right. So, uh, so I thought that was a success that it was. they found
1: different ways to get it done, which may be important in the weeks to come. Although
2: I think you know, I the crazy. You know, you talk about all the different changes. Did you see the flip card? How crazy it was! The flip card became obsolete. A <laughs> That's flip, a good line. A flip card is just so you know, real quick. A flip card has every, all the positions on it: who's playing where, your your starters, your backups, anybody who's going to play in the game. It's got depth charts and roster. Depth and charts. You're right. It's all right there. It's, it's first for for us. It's I, you got to have it, and we it's update it. It's a necessary
1: it. resource. It is. The
2: game. You see, a, I've number. Ne- in all the years I've done this, <laughs> I have never seen that many changes where you couldn't even put it on the flip card anymore. It was on two pieces of paper. Wow. You know, what of color, all the changes. What
1: color pen were you using?
2: I wasn't. They printed it. Oh. oh and okay. then and then we were marking off the yeah, that's what I meant. The, the, the flip cards black. Oh.
1: No, I was and, say it was covered in
2: red. No. And then it became, uh, Gene likes to use red. I use black. Um it was just like – You play checkers. Yeah. It was like – and we actually started the broadcast out saying, you're going to have to excuse us <laughs> because it's going to be a little tough telling you who who's out there because we have no idea. Well, you know, we're looking, and th- you didn't even have numbers. Yeah, I mean, I'm like – it's like, oh,
1: my gosh. Your wife, Linda, who helps with the broadcast, came over to me in the press box before the game and like, is our punter wearing 19? Yeah. Because we elevated Punter, right. Sterling Hoffrichter from the practice squad, changed his number from six to nineteen because we just signed Levy on Bell and given him number six. Right. And then played him in the game. And nineteen is also the number of our practice squad kicker, Jose Borigales. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like that is what you're talking about. It
2: was. And it was, yeah. Do you know why
1: a flip card is called a flip card?
2: Uh, because to see it, you flip it over to see what's on the other side?
1: Yes. So the flip card is printed. It's like heavy cardstock for mm-hmm. anybody that doesn't know. And usually people fold it down the middle. Uh, and so you can see, on one side you see... One team's offense and one team's defense and the other team on the other side. Sure. And then uh, you do, you have, you basically have the, the part you use the most is the depth chart on the front, but there's a full roster on the back, uh-huh. the alphabetical and the yeah. numerical ones on the side. And they were, have always been printed, traditionally been printed, whatever, if the front, they're printed upside down from each other. Correct. So when you flip it over. It's right side head up. Head over head. Yep. Head over heels rather than side. It's yep. both sides. It's right side up.
2: Yep. And there's
1: no real reason for that because you could easily just turn it the other right, way. But it's just the way. <laughs> but it,
2: that's tradition. But that's just a natural instinct that's of flipping it over and instead of like this. Yeah, yeah, if you f- I can it. flip it just real easy.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, yeah. I live off of that card. I. I, I it's funny how those, look at it all the time.
1: It's funny how there's things in the NFL that happen because they've always happened.
2: Like right. Like the
1: uh, there's a thing called a record and fact book uh-huh. that. Um, And then there's a there's a media director. Well, we used
2: to call that the white book.
1: That's what I'm getting to. Okay. No, that's good. You're you're right. I was going to say we for a long time. Which I don't know why it was called. It used to be white.
2: Oh, that's right. It was yeah. just now
1: for la- no the last 15, fifteen twenty years they've been putting a picture usually of the Super Bowl MVP
2: right, on the yeah, cover, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. and so it's it's a picture. It's colored now. Yeah. It's blue basically with a picture. Yeah. But it was for many years it was white, and the media directory was black. It's which, like a little which telephone book. Would you
2: think the NFL is so creative that they had a white book a white because book it was white and, a black book. and they still have the black book they which still. I use all the time
1: and it's and there's a the bl- black book
2: yeah. And it's a black book because it's black, but it has all the information of all people. Same way the
1: media guys used to. you know there's a blue book, too?
2: I didn't know. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I didn't know it was called the blue book. Yeah, there's a blue book. That's the upper echelon of the the manual. Um, Yeah.
1: So there's a. um, The media guides used to be differently shaped in the AFC and the NFC. Mm -hmm. The NFCs were more square, Uh and the AFCs were more vertical. And now they're all this standard size, which I don't know what it is. All teams. Big. But, I mean, in terms of. Sure. Uh, width and yeah. height. It's like a book. Uh, in the past, the AFC ones were taller and thinner, uh-huh. specifically because the AFC, I mean, the Oakland Raiders um, PR person liked to be able to put it in his, his front pocket on his shirt.
2: Yeah, when so it wasn't so thick. Like, they were usually quite thin <laughs> as well, yes.
1: Now teams pack as much information in them as possible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so that's why it was like that for many years until they standard it. Just things like that just develop, and then they stay. So
2: it's You love it. It's You'll tradition, it. I guess. I guess it's tradition.
1: So, um, let's see here. What else I got down here? I was thinking about how we just played the Panthers, and they alternated back and forth between Sam Darnold and Cam Newton. Yeah. Neither one to very good effect. Yeah. And then we watched the uh, Saints play with Ian Book, which also did not go well right. for the Saints. It went yeah. well for us because yeah. we don't like the Saints. Right. Uh, and, then in my, and then in Atlanta, you have Matt Ryan, and how much longer are they going to roll with him? Especially with the new coaching staff. And, I mean, they're doing okay. You know, they're doing fine on offense. And he he hasn't had all his weapons for much of the year. But just think about, we spent so many years in this division always having to play superstar quarterbacks every time we played a division. Drew Brees was there for 16 years or whatever. Matt Ryan's been there since, like, 08. Cam Newton was in Carolina for a long time. And before that, Jake Delhomme used to give us fits.
2: But... It, this division I saw Jake DeLome. When? at the game. Uh yeah, he does uh, stuff for Panthers Radio. And I was kind of lo- I looked over it and I thought, boy, that guy looks like Jake DeLome. <laughs> and then, and then I realized <laughs> there's a reason well, for this. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah. There's a reason I do it. have a pet peeve about that game mm-hmm. that you that, um when you're talking about switching quarterbacks back and forth for Carolina when when the score, you know, when you're down by at least four touchdowns. Oh, yes. And it's less than a minute to play, and you're taking timeouts. Yes. Stop it. Yes. You're not. You're not What in are co- you proving? You're not in college anymore. You are not. You are not lur- worried about points because of playoffs. It's a. It's a tiebreaker somewhere down the line that you got to have points. Don't have that. You're not. You're not anywhere near it. And to get down to one second and call a timeout. So nothing made my heart feel warmer when you didn't score the touchdown. Mm-hmm. You just showed your butt. That's all I'm saying. Oh, you're
1: mad you're about it tonight.
2: I am really, I am like, are I you kidding I was actually me? surprised because right before the
1: two-minute warning, they got the ball back way deep in their own territory mm-hmm. and ran the ball. On the first play. So I thought, okay, they're going to run it out.
2: They're they're not going to
1: kneel, but they're going to run running plays.
2: They accept that there's no way we can win this game. And if you run three or four times, you get the game over with quicker.
1: Instead, we had to watch like 15 minutes worth of this drive.
2: Correct. And then
1: we put in all defensive reserves, everyone we could get into the game. So it was all backups Mm -hmm. playing defense for the final two minutes. So they were able to get down the field. Yeah, and they call
2: in timeouts. They get one second left on the clock after it. So, what that sounds to me like a head coach is trying to make a resume for, like, he's still got his team playing hard after they're down.
1: Yeah. You know, that, yeah. That, yeah.
2: The only last time I saw an idiotic play like that was in New York. <laughs> You're really
1: mad about I that. I am.
2: I just, I'm just over, I am truly over the, I think, I think it stems from a couple of things. I think it irritates me that a that someone that's in college that's been successful has a better shot of getting a head coaching job in the NFL than people who have worked as coaches in the NFL for numerous years.
1: Would you be thinking of like a Harold Godwin type? type? There's
2: a perfect example. Yes. There's Goody. That's a perfect example. And so it just, it just like when I see that, I, it just really, um, I don't know. It just really irritated me, and it reminded me about being in New York underneath Greg Schiano and his let's, you know, when you can make Tom Coughlin mad at you for doing something football-wise, you know, you know it shouldn't be done. And so I was very, just shaking my head going, really, I don't know what you're doing.
1: I don't know what you mean. Urban Meyer worked out great in Jacksonville. Yeah,
2: that went really, really well. <laughs> really, really well. I
1: mean, it does work from time to time, like Jimmy Johnson comes to mind.
2: That's about the only one.
1: I don't think it's the only one.
2: All right. John McKay did pretty good. Yeah. I mean All it right.
1: happens, but I, I John
2: could, Robinson had some success. I think
1: most uh Pete, Pete Carroll
2: Well, that Pete Carroll was in NFL yeah, and then right. went back. So, so, it's not so. The same thing. And they didn't think Pete Carroll was very good in New England and they didn't think he was very good as a Jets head coach, but boy, he's done really he's well in Seattle. Seattle. So Well, <laughs> you know. Bill
1: Belichick wasn't a very good Cleveland head coach, right?
2: Well, that's true. They, they gave they, up they Yeah, con- considering it's like kind of like the Bill Belichick curse, you know. You get rid of them, as the, you know, and they haven't won since. So <laughs> hey, but no, I, I just, I, I just don't understand that. There's a game; it's over with. Well, I didn't like Let it. Let it end.
1: I was thinking about it selfishly because you know I write stories, and and then, you know it's nice to have really right. cool notes. Well, and, and well, I, yeah. And I had looked up the last time. We had gone two consecutive games without allowing a touchdown. Cause yeah, we lost nine nothing to the uh-huh. Saints, but didn't allow a touchdown. And I found out it only happened twice before, and last time was in '03. Sure.
2: So I really wanted that note. Yeah. From Twitter and from oh, my yeah, story. Oh yeah, you were ready, and to they go. were about to blow it. Yeah, and they, and, but they didn't score. And so that's that's what made that's it warmed my heart even more. Is you didn't score, you did all of this, and <laughs> you just showed your butt. I'm just I'm just saying. <laughs> I seriously, so, seriously. What I was trying to talk also, about. Also, I had an airplane to catch, and, you know, that's you're, true. You're, you're messing around here. That's a good point. So, so you know.
1: It was a pretty easy trip, though, because the airport and the hotel and the yeah. stadium were all Yeah. It was, close. you know,
2: that's a nice stadium. The people are nice. Everything worked <laughs> out well. So it was great. Other than...
1: food wasn't very good.
2: Um,
1: I don't even remember what it was. It's like...
2: Oh, the brisket and the chicken. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, It's hard. We get spoiled because our, our press box yeah.
1: has great food and yeah. a lot of variety. Sure. And that's really what people want to hear about. So yep. I was trying to talk about how the... In a couple years, this uh, division, it, it could look a lot bleaker at quarterback mm. than it has in a very long time. Now, who knows? Maybe every team or several of them will hit upon good solutions, you know? Uh, the Saints may have something in Jameis Winston. Or they may, you know, they may get... Sure. They may trade for Aaron Rodgers or something, yeah. right? But... I have a hard time, you know, and even the Bucks, We've got Tom Brady. Yeah. He's under contract for next year, mm-hmm. and I'm not going to make any guesses how long no. he's going to play, but it can't last forever. He no. did say earlier, a few weeks ago, he's like, I, recognizing that he's towards the tail end of his career. So it can't last forever, you right? You think
2: after 22, you think you're at the tail end <laughs> of your career? <laughs> it's kind well,
1: of I, I like it going, when he out says a, it.
2: going out on a limb. Are you there, Tom? I <laughs> just want to
1: make sure that I'm using his words. Yeah. Because I,
2: I don't want to be the guy who says yeah. Tom
1: Brady is at the end of the rope.
2: No, but, you you know. Hey, if he wins it all two in a row, does he say I'm done? You know, probably not. You know, probably. <laughs> he's, he's, he probably would want to go for nine. He's probably just not sure what he wants to do with the rest of his life. Yeah, that's I, all. You he's know what? Figure he, it
1: out. He obviously, has nothing left to prove. That's for sure.
2: Yeah, well, his wife did ask him that. Giselle asked him that after the Super Bowl. What? On the field. What else do you have to prove? Oh, yeah. You know which
1: what was that caught on Mike? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't. He doesn't. But no. he likes winning, and he likes winning championships. He loves the challenge. He right? doesn't have I to totally prove he's going to win another. But he totally
2: respect it. Totally so got it. You know who are the Panthers going to stick with either Darnold or
1: Newton? I kind of doubt I, it. You
2: know they may not even stick with their head coach. Yeah. So you got you that obviously going aren't on. fond of him. You know. Well, I mean, I'm just saying is that um, apparently, apparently, changing the offensive coordinator did not help their cause.
1: It has not helped. No it
2: hasn't and that normally is that's usually when it when you start that's a re-
1: desperation move well
2: i was just going to say there's that's problems that you, that those issues run deeper i don't personally like the analysis
1: of a move like that that the guy joe brady was being scapegoated right because i don't i, I think it's more of a desperation move like sure. can we do something i don't you fire you're the head coach your offense is not performing well you fire the offensive coordinator if things don't get better, who's who looks bad now? Sure. So I don't think that's scapegoating the guy. Well, the other
2: thing too is, I mean, I guess bringing Cam Newton back was good for for uh, for Charlotte as as a city because mm. he's beloved there, all of that. But for six million dollars for half a year,
1: it hasn't really paid off. Didn't
2: pay off at all. They've
1: lost all of his starts.
2: Yeah, and you have to think about. You know, and you go back to Bill Belichick when he makes a decision to go with a young rookie rather than an, an established quarterback
1: that who, who he's
2: had for who it would have been going in for the second year. It tells you something. Yeah. So, yeah, so I someone has to own that one, too. I think Bill probably wanted to play. The style of
1: offense that is possible with Mac Jones, yeah. rather than having to tailor it around sure. Cam Newton. Yeah, well,
2: they they, they did a good job early in the year of tailoring their offense around Cam Newton, but yeah. then he sort of lost it. Well, they got you know the thing about that it was interesting and kind of looked back at it uh, that when he came back. Everyone got excited because they had two touchdowns, but he only had like three passes and he ran in right, for Right, he touchdown. ran for a couple He had like five touchdowns. plays the we, whole game. Yeah, so.
1: and we, yeah. P.J. Walker started
2: that I game. didn't notice any Superman action during... He uh, didn't really have up- enough... No, he did have that
1: 133-yard run. He did. Early on, he but did. the Bucs held in the red zone. Yep. Yeah, That was good. The other good thing from that game before we move on is um, was the offensive line. Fresh sure. off getting three yeah. guys voted in the Pro Bowl. Nice. They showed why. Their protection was fantastic. Yep. No sacks... Some very long developing plays. Right. Uh, now, Tom Brady still got rid of the ball at an average of 2.22 seconds from snap to throw, which is actually as quick as yet, hmm. which didn't feel like that kind of game to me, but I guess no. there must have been a lot of quick passes.
2: What's crazy is we play them again in two weeks or another, well, uh, we're actually we, 10 days.
1: We beat them at home. Th- we beat them at their home 32-6, yeah. so you got to think we'd be heavily favored against them at home yeah. unless we're, like, breasting all our starters. Right. Well, but then it might be
2: a fun game
1: then. I brought up a moment ago Harold Goodwin, yes, who is serving as the interim head coach for whatever amount of time that uh,
2: BA, is, BA out. is
1: out because he tested positive for COVID and is self-isolating. Self-isol- and at least on the day this was announced, he said he
2: had very mild symptoms. Thank goodness for that.
1: I think it's the right choice. I had immediately had some people I know ask me, well, why wouldn't you put either Byron Leftwich or... Todd Bowles, both of whom apparently are head coaching candidates for some teams this year, right? Uh-huh. Why wouldn't you make one of them the interim head coach? And to me, I think the Harold Goodwin choice makes total sense because now you can just l- let Byron and Todd concentrate on what they've been doing all year. Right? They can still call the plays on their sides of the ball. They don't have to worry about these other uh, responsibilities like calling timeouts and whether or not to throw the challenge flag and stuff
2: like yeah, that. Yeah, right.
1: That's you. You give Goody those responsibilities, and he. Just helps everybody. That's what he says. He's just there to help everybody do their jobs. He's there to make some of those decisions when needed, if he's if he's coaching the game because BA could be back. Uh-huh. I think it makes total sense. And but what it did is it brought uh, uh, Goody to the um, to the podium or the table that we use for press conferences during the week on Wednesday. And, of course, he's going to be asked, well, how do you feel about, you know, Todd and, and Byron are apparently head coaching candidates. What do you think about that? Is that something? And he's talked before. He, he like most NFL coaches, and that's what he said,
2: uh-huh.
1: if you're in this game profession of coaching, you want to be a head coach. Of course right. he does. Of course he does. Sure. The interesting part, and he's brought this up before, too, but it was good to hear it again, is that teams looking for head coaches, new head coaches from other team staffs generally look at the play callers, whether it be offense or defense. That's who gets – and that's who's getting the looks for us. He's like, for some reason, um, even though a big part of being a head coach is being a leader of men. I liked it. Of producing a culture. Uh Those are not things that are related to calling plays. But for some reason, if you're not a play caller, it's hard to get attention. Yeah, And that's
2: probably true in his case. And I thought it was – I thought it
1: was – I think he has a very good bearing at the mic. Yes. He – I could picture him as a head coach. He – he nailed it. And he ta- he's he's worked for so long with Bruce. Yeah, He's Bruce's assistant head coach. That should tell you something. Yeah. He's worked for so long with him, and even he said probably a lot of the things that I do and say, the mannerisms I have, sure. I got from Bruce. Right. Well, Bruce has been very successful. If you could hire a guy that was like Bruce Arians as a head coach, wouldn't
2: you want to do that? Yeah, and that goes back to the, what I was saying, is that not that a college coach can't go to the NFL, but it, so far it hasn't really bode well. But the fact that the fact that they seem to have the edge you to go like to that. the NFL. I hear you. And that's
1: well it's like a it's like a lateral move kind of from head coach to head coach. Sure. Because it's usually college head coaches. Yeah. Uh you almost wonder if maybe these guys like Joe Brady, even though it didn't work out, had the great season as the L S U coordinator and he got a job on Matt Rule's staff as a coordinator. So right.
2: That, that might was, be a a that job. makes more sense. Yeah. Right? You, well, it's kind of like if you go back and you look at Tony Dungy when he came in, he brought in a
1: other, lot of
2: college guys. Uh, yeah, and a lot of guys who never and a lot of a guys, lot of them. Yeah. Right. They never played in. Uh, never coached in the NFL before. Um, of course, Monty Kiffin did, but but Lovey Smith, but,
1: um, well, you know, Herm Edwards,
2: Herm Edwards, Mike Tomlin. Well, um, eventually, yeah, sure. not
1: right away. Clyde Christensen. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of his guys were college guys who'd never coached. What they were were good teachers. That's why Rod that, Marinelli.
2: Rod Marinelli. There you go. There you go. Yeah, so, he
1: found guys, and and so right. So then Rod Marinelli, Lovey Smith, uh, Mike Tomlin. Uh, um, you just said it. He's at Arizona State now. Oh, Herman Edwards. Herm Edwards. Uh, a lot of the, yeah. you know the, they eventually
2: at, look, became head coaches. Sure, and look at Clyde Christensen, who, he had, who had a very fine has, career, has great career.
1: Yeah. Harold, Harold Goodman said that's a guy. That he would lean on if he's coaching the game to help mm-hmm. him with things like timeout decisions. Uh-huh. So sure. Obviously, well-respected for his experience and his knowledge of the game, right? Right. All right, Jeff. You got anything else, or should we go to the, nope. the questions? That's, I, I I got my beefs out of the way. See what I did there? I did. Okay. <laughs> I want to get to the questions so we can wrap this up. Okay. I need to get out of the office a little early today. You do? What's yeah. going on? We're just meeting some friends. We oh, seen nice. A long time. They live in Detroit now, so we haven't seen them in a while. Okay. All right.
2: I won't ramble, then.
1: No, we got time. I just want to get to it now. Uh-huh. Uh, if we, ra- if we You're good, blabbered go. on about other stuff for a while. Okay, so here's the first one. All right. It's from Craig Johnson. Craig Johnson. Ahoy, Salty Dogs. Ahoy. What a team win. After everything that has happened this year from injuries, it is encouraging to see the strength and depth of the team. If nothing else, I am confident in our defense's ability to keep us in any game, no matter the opponent. That's a good point right now. That's a very good point. Seeing how B.A. will be out with COVID this week, but he could return, Sure. and other teams have had the same issue, I was wondering why a coach couldn't call in on a secure line to make coaching decisions from their couch. I feel as as though it would be pretty hard to replace Todd Bowles' defensive mind with another coach if the situation were to occur. The NFL probably has rules about outside communications during a game. Could you explain what they are?
2: You can't do that.
1: (laughs) Okay, I can tell you why. That you can't do that, that Bruce Arians can't, like, FaceTime in and make decisions. But I can't tell you why, why. I can tell you why, because they specifically made a rule that you can't do it last year when all this COVID stuff started. They made that a rule before it even happened. So when, like, Kevin Stefanski was out, mm-hmm. like, no, you, you can't call in and coach. Why they made the rule, I'm not sure of that. Do you have a guess as to why they would make that a rule? I would. How just do you get any advantage from having your coach remote?
2: Because if he's watching TV, he might be able to see something it's that you don't normally that yeah. you normally don't see. And and what I mean by that is it's not because the coaches aren't seeing things. You just have to realize when you're watching a game from field level, it's entirely different than being up on on top in the press box. Now you have coaches up in the press box, of course, and they do have ring downs into or okay. headsets, Head headsets. But it's like anything else. If you're watching it on TV, you're you're getting all these different camera angles, and you have a little more time to look at stuff where you might be able to formulate something that hasn't been formulated <coughs> in in real time, so to speak. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. In it's other the words, same thing I was thinking. Yeah, and I th- that would be the only thing it, I would think, and I think too for. I don't know. I mean, they're always very, very concerned about gambling. Um, uh, Not that I would say a head coach would, but they're concerned about outside – uh, information coming in. That's what I should... How there I are should
1: a look. lot of regulations about yeah. communications within the stadium, within the game,
2: right? There's a frequency coordinator right. for radios. Yep. Right? And where... And I don't think you're allowed to cell phone, like GM can't call the head coach you on the cell phone? You're, no, you're not allowed to have a cell phone... You on have a ring down. ...in the bench. You have a ring down, but you can't... You don't have your cell phone in the bench area. So, that phone could be used to communicate something from the press box sure. down
1: to coaches... Uh, I don't think it happens that way very often. It's mostly used to call
2: up injuries. Injuries uh, to the PR department, yeah. yeah. Uh, so
1: that's the reason, because they specifically made a rule against it. Yeah. That's the reason, Craig. He said, unrelated, who is your favorite person
2: you've interviewed and why?
1: I mm-hmm. thought you might have some interesting... You used to be in radio... Well, you're still in radio, but you yeah. used to be on the air.
2: Gosh. The most interesting person? Who or is your favorite person you've interviewed and why? Oh. Wow, I don't I would really have to you know You know, I think about that for a little bit. I would say for me, it's the one that comes to mind it's not because
1: specifically of who was was is good, is the situation and that was Jason Light because in the year that we drafted Jameis Winston uh-huh. we were we had we were messing around at that time with some long form pieces on the website. Right. And I had been given permission to write a story about the process from the beginning, from the end, from the beginning of the off season, because we knew we had the first overall pick, sure, to when the pick was made, how that decision came to be, and it was ended up being Jameis Winston. Yeah, and Jason Light. Now, I'll, I'll say as a spoiler alert for reasons that I don't want to get into here, we ended up killing the piece, so these interviews didn't kind of went for naught. Right, but. Uh, I got a lot of really nice access. I was very impressed with what Jason showed me and allowed me to hear and see and the things they allowed me to hear and see. Nice. Um and I really was very proud of the piece. Sure. Didn't ever see it a lot didn't of ever day. Saw the light. But but,
2: but you, you captured it for yourself and it's it
1: fr- great. As an example.
2: Yeah. Um he let me see notes he
1: had taken on a um player. On on a pad
2: uh-huh.
1: about Jameis. And there was a lot of really cool stuff on there. And there was stuff he was telling himself. Uh-huh. Like, I don't want to get into it here because since sure. we didn't publish it, I don't know. How yeah, yeah. No, it. But, but it was things that he was telling to himself right. about what the buck should do. Mm-hmm. And it was neat. It was like a little peek into the process and the mind and the strategy of a general manager and the people that work with him that most of us don't get to see. Right. And I still think that story would be a fun one to write. Um, not necessarily. If it happened again, like sure. If they let me do it again, and there were uh, weren't other extraneous reasons that we decided not to do it, right? Um, that would have been neat.
2: Yeah, I, you know, when you say, I, I just, you know, I mean, I interviewed um, musicians and yeah, stuff like what that. Yeah, that's why I thought you'd yeah.
1: come up with something.
2: And you know, it's kind of like, I don't, you know, nothing jumps out. I will say, I will say this because it's very timely. Um. The person that I thought was the coolest to at least talk to briefly, and that was John Madden. Oh, wow. And the funniest thing, I mean, you know, hes lar- hes he really was larger than life. But apparently, yeah. I didn't know him personally. I met him a couple times. Yeah.
1: Apparently, just a wonderful human being.
2: Yes. And so, um, I can't remember where we were. I don't know if it was in Green Bay. Anyways, waiting to get on the elevator. And um, John Madden comes up. Mm -hmm. And as the Mm -hmm. door opens, a guy kind of puts his arm out so I don't walk on the elevator. John Madden gets in the elevator and um, the door closes and the guy was waiting. The guy that stopped me also didn't get on the elevator. And when the elevator went up, He looked at me, and he goes, John's claustrophobic. That's true. And he really likes to only be the only one in the elevator. I hope you don't mind. Uh, I'm glad uh, it was explained. Yeah, it was explained. No, but 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 at the time, I didn't see it. But then when we got up there, I saw him again and said hello and said hello, and we talked a little bit about the game. It wasn't an interview. It was an interaction. Mm -hmm. So I would say that was pretty cool. That's cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he didn't like to fly. Was it because he didn't want to be in the... Claustrophobic. But he also,
2: it was because of claustrophobia yeah. he would have on the plane? Correct. He did not care about, he, he wasn't afraid of flying.
1: It was the claustrophobia.
2: Yes. And if you get to see the special Madden... I haven't yet. Uh, we were flying Christmas Day, and we had live TV on.
1: Was this the Denver, 1993.
2: When we flew
1: on Christmas Day. No, no,
2: this is this this year. Oh, today. Yes, yeah, this, 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 this year. Yes, we, on we also did fly The show Christmas Yeah, Day. the show Madden, okay. or, or the special on Madden was on. Oh, it okay. started, oh. and we had live TV there. So I, I, I watched that flying to Charlotte. Okay. If you're a football fan, and even if you're not a football fan, you need to see that special. It is really cool. very enlightening.
1: Well, there has been a... Well, glows- so I would say that. There's been an absolute tidal wave of people sharing mm-hmm. their feelings and all of them positive about sure. John Madden since he's unfortunate passing
2: mm-hmm.
1: to the point where you see people uh, saying that he's the single most influential person in the history of American football. I think I think that's and right. And they say that because he had the coaching career, which was very successful.
2: Ten years with the Raiders and, and, and walked away. He did
1: not get fired. Super Bowls. Then he has the incredible career as a broadcaster, just an absolutely iconic broadcaster. Yep. And then he has he's the video game Mogul, essentially,
2: which is very, very interesting. The quick story about that is when they started that uh, video game e a sports, they wanted to make it seven on seven, hmm. and John Madden said, "No, if I'm involved in this, hmm. it's got to be football, real football, okay, and he was instrumental in the development of how that game Ooh. went. Oh, wow. And it wasn't just his name.
1: Yeah, no, I've heard that. Yeah,
2: yeah. which is in the special. They talk about Okay, it. cool. It's fascinating. That is cool. Yeah. So,
1: yeah, I mean, as I was listening to another podcast and the uh, about football, and the three people on it were, you know, maybe 20 years younger than mm-hmm. I am. And several of them were like, that's how I learned about football, by yeah. playing that game. Because I don't know if you've ever played. I've only played it a couple times when my son was small. Sure. I was terrible at it. Yeah. Um. But you like you see different plays you, or, or defensive formations uh-huh. and they're named and you' em yep. de- and that's kind of how you realize what some of these things that players and coaches are talking about are
2: uh-huh right
1: yeah. so that's kind of cool, yeah, um so anyway, yeah, there's that, so that's a good interaction, yeah All right, I like that, okay um Okay this is from our friend in Brazil. I'm not, I'm going to stop apologizing for
2: reading especially. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Week. He's he, he He just
1: he he everything say, questions I
2: like. Every show every show has that person. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that that just for whatever reason they they it warms our heart when we hear from them. So go ahead. <laughs> Always
1: salty ones. I hope this finds you both well. It it does.
2: Right? Yeah. yeah. Oh yes. Thank, hey, I'm
1: now, the, the, the subject line said back to the playoffs or something because he yep. says now 14 years, which means that's how long it's been since we yeah. won a division wow. title. Won, I mean, back to the playoffs last year. but right. Wow, it feels like a lifetime ago. And he goes, the image of Rose Dawson from the Titanic starting to tell her story <laughs> comes to mind. <laughs> that's funny. With Cyril Grayson's big play in mind, I was wondering, which is the longest in yards, not in importance, sure. non-touchdown play because Cyril didn't score? Right. In, and he is 62 yards in Bucks history. And I knew the answer right off the top
2: of my head. You might, too. Can you think of it? I me? can't think of it. I'm I'm, not, I, I know I, the
1: answer because... I, when you
2: tell me, I'm going to go, oh, yeah, that's right. You
1: would think the longest non-scoring play in team history would be something we enjoy thinking right. about and remembering, but we do not. And that is because it was that New Orleans game in, in 2012 where Vincent Jackson caught a pass... Down the left sideline uh-huh. and got 95 yards, yards but the safety, I think Malcolm Jenkins, popped him, had had an angle on him and yeah. caught him, caught him at the one yard line. All right, so fine. Yeah. We were at the, our own four. Now yep. we're at their one. That's great. Yep. It's still a great play. Unfortunately, we didn't score. Right. They stopped uh, Legarrette Blunt three straight times. Oh, wow. And then I forgot. Josh about Freeman that. got sh- got sh- sacked on the fourth down.
2: There you <laughs> go. And that's why. And we even- lost
1: the game. By one touchdown, yeah okay. so it wasn't exactly a happy memory as a ninety five yard catch um, he wow. did <laughs> Vincent Jackson did score in that game, but not in on that play, and that was the game you'll probably remember this too in which it looked like we tied it at, at, on the last play right. on a Mike Williams touchdown catch but it was overruled because Mike had stepped out of bounds True. and then come back in bounds. Right. And so it was illegal touching. Right. So the penalty, <laughs> the, the uh, play was nullified. nullified and we lost the game. Wow. That, uh, th- that was not a very fun, uh, those weren't fond memories, let's put it that way. Wow. But 95 yards, that's the that's answer. That's crazy. Th- there, uh, I'll tell you the longest non-scoring plays of all types, that's the longest passing, the longest Non-scoring run was an 84-yarder by Doug Martin at Philadelphia in 2015. Remember, remember in the that? Game went yeah. totally off. Yeah. Yep. The longest non-scoring punt return was 72 yards by Carl Williams, of course. Show the truth. Uh, the longest non-scoring kickoff return—I remember this one—was also against the Saints here in Tampa. It was an 86-yarder in 2001. He got tackled like at the five-yard mm. line, and at that point, we still didn't have, have a kickoff one. return, yeah. so that was bad. Uh, th- here's a funny thing. Now, would you say that Sabby Piscatelli has a particularly prominent place in team history?
2: I would say no. No,
1: <laughs> I would say it was ma- mainly not a r- yeah really fantastic career, right? No. Well, There's so much hope, Sabby Piscatelli owns not only the longest fumble return that didn't score, but also the longest interception return that didn't score. The same guy.
2: That's crazy. Isn't that weird? What game was that?
1: He had a 72-yard fumble return. At Buffalo in 2009, and he had an 84-yard interception r- return a- against Oakland in 2008.
2: Okay. Wow.
1: And then I guess no f- successful field goal is non-scoring. Yeah. And then punts. That doesn't really count. Doesn't count. So there's your answer plus a little bit of a bonus, Mr. Alexander Nascimento. Yeah. Happy holidays and, pl- and happy playoffs, he said. Okay. Uh, this isn't a question, but pursuant to our uh uh, discussion over the last couple of weeks about how you listen to the Bucks game on radio yeah, from downtown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This person, this uh, very helpful uh, listener named Joe Oldacre, uh-huh. which is a cool name. Sure. as an aside. Yeah. Uh, for the question about listening to the live radio station for the broadcast of the game, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to any station anytime, and it's free. Oh.
2: Did you know that? That would. Be I li- haven't really had a chance to verify that. That would be li- illegal. What? That would be. What well. do you mean it's illegal?
1: He's, it's just to download the app, and it's on there.
2: Yeah, but I don't know. I'd have to think about that. If you get the iHeartRadio app, can you access, like, any I, radio station? You can, you can. But radio stations, well, radio stations, but this, is, this is what should be happening. Radio stations need to cut their stream when it's an NFL game. And they need to run something else. Oh, Didn't you know? Yeah, I did that, not know yeah, that. Yeah. I but, guess that makes sense. Considering yes. they But know. it's like anything else. Sometimes the switch doesn't switch or something like so that. So it's worth a try. Yeah. And the other thing, the other thing is Game Pass is there. That that you can hear it live. In fact, on the Buccaneers website, if you hit how to watch, if you scroll down, it shows you how to listen and it lists all the places that you can oh, listen. Oh, that's helpful. And Guess what? Game Pass was there. We put that out every week. Yes. How to watch. Yeah. If you Google, like, how to watch Buccaneers. Yeah. If you go to, well, you go to Buccaneers.com, and you'll see the, it says how to watch, and click it, and then it'll show you all all the network stuff, and then if you scroll through, scroll down, it'll tell you how to listen. I think we usually put that
1: up near the end of the week, and then keep it prominent through the weekend. Right. So check Correct. out. It's on up platform. right
2: now. It's up right now. Okay. I can tell you that. How I know is I clicked on it before oh, we came on because okay. I was looking for something else. Oh, all right. Cool. All right. All right. Uh, next
1: one. Um,
2: happy holidays to the Salty
1: Dogs cast and crew.
2: Cast yes.
1: The cast is you and me, and the crew is yes. you. Yes. <laughs> and then I guess uh, Amy for posting it for yeah, us. Yeah. Whoever. Yeah. Yep. Usually right. Yep. Yep. Amy, Amy puts Schwartz. it up for us. Uh, yep. Otherwise. Jeff sets she everything does, up.
2: She does the uh, graphics for us, so,
1: yeah. Oh, okay. So, yeah, that's... And then or, th- or
2: she coordinates getting whatever the graphic is. Yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Happy Hol... Okay, I said that already. Sure. My question is about the IR list. I know if you put someone on on IR, they are out for three games... Actually, it's out for a minimum of three games. Right. Then there's a window to activate them. Does that only count towards regular season games, such as if you place someone on IR for the last two games, would they have to miss a postseason game as well? Just came to me after the Shaq news. Hope we mm-hmm. all finally get healthy when we, when we need to, like last year.
2: That's actually a really good question.
1: And the answer is yes, it does apply to the postseason. Yeah. So if we were to put a player on IR right now, he has to miss a minimum of three games, and that would mean... He would be out for the last two regular season games and the first postseason game. Right. So that's absolutely right. And it's, and and we haven't put Shaq on IR. And right. I don't believe we are going to. Right. Because we're hoping he'll be able to return for the first week. Correct. If he doesn't, no harm, no foul. But if you put him on IR, then he definitely can't play that week. Right. But Leonard Fournette and Levante David were both put on with three games to go so they could return for the first game of the postseason. But right. the answer to your question is basically yes, it applies. Just consider it one continuous thing from regular season into the postseason. Okay. Good question.
2: That, is, I, I that was th- th- from... That was
1: a good question. Uh, Makai Polara. Yeah. I like it. Okay. Uh, okay. One more. Okay. Dogs, forgive this non-football diversion. We like non-football diversion. Yeah. But one of you dropped a nugget on us last week that simply must be explored further. Uh-oh. Besides, other than the Shaq Barrett injury, this game went about as well as we could have hoped for. 13-4, and 4, here we come. Yeah. So... Scott can rap along to every word of Dr. Dre's The Chronic, which I did say, and it is true. That's true. Was this feat feat achieved deliberately, or did this occur organically from repeated listings, which I'd completely understand, as that is truly a great album. Do the Salty Dogs boast any other hidden talents? If not, are there any other fun facts we'd be surprised to learn of? Are there any albums that Jeff knows cover to cover? Go Bucks, onto the Jets, thanks for doing what you do, and happy holidays. Mark from Mesa, Arizona. Wow. So I'll handle the part about me. Sure. I think, it's, I think it's always, for me, the organic part. It's not like I tried. Not like I sat in my room and, like a 13 year old and tried to figure out how to, to do the, the raps. Right. right? Uh, I, I was fresh out of college. I think this album came out in 92, maybe 91. I think it was 91 because I think it was in Kansas City. Sure. And it was awesome, as he says. And I had it. And I just played it all the time in my car. All the time. Because I loved it. I still love that album. Wow. So I just, you, and and I, you talking about hidden talents. I'm not proud of this. I think this is true of a lot of people, but I'm really good at remembering lyrics when I hear them, if I hear a song a few times, and uh, 20 years later, I can still remember them. But I think that's true of a lot of people. Sure. So I just know the album really well. like it. I'm not going to wrap it right now and prove it. You just no. have to take my word for yeah. it, because there's a lot of words I really don't want to say. <laughs> there's there's one word that I won't even say when I'm alone right. singing it. Um, But the rest of it, and yeah, if, if the album is playing... I can pretty much do everything. I, like I can do a, most of um, nothing but a G thing without even the music playing. Uh-huh. I could do it right now, but I'm not
2: going to because we're using what I
1: said, and also I think I would sound really stupid.
2: You're such a tease.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All this came up because I got to hand the mic to Snoop Dogg the yeah. other day. Yeah,
2: well, that's right. I brought that And up.
1: that's why I was it's like, maybe I should try to impress him sh- by, yeah, it's the capital S, so yes, I'm fresh <laughs> and double O-P, that kind of thing, so... Um, <laughs> I didn't though, and that was probably a wise decision because I, I don't like think it. he would impr- he'd be impressed. I do like you it. have some hidden talents you'd like to share, Jeff? I really, I'm still
2: searching for my hidden talent.
1: I, um, I'm gonna okay. Go ahead. Is there anything that you think you are significantly better at than the average person that has nothing to do with your job? I mean, I hope I'm better than the average writer, and you're better than the average broadcaster. radio broadcaster. But th- something that doesn't have to do with work, something maybe in everyday life that you think you're better than the average person at. It may not even be important. You could be like a, cut, a good – you make a steak really well. Yeah, no. I'm terrible at that, by
2: the no, way. No, I can't do can that. Can
1: you make a steak without cutting it to see if it's done the way you want it? No. I can't either. No, I, w- I, don't,
2: I don't grill, so.
1: Oh, uh, My son can do it in a cast-iron steak, in yeah. a cast-iron pan. He can make a steak, and then the way you're supposed to be able to touch sure. it. And he knows. Well, he looked it up on YouTube, and, it, like, if you – I'm pressing the the area between my thumb and uh, index yeah, finger. Too. Sure. And I guess if, if you're holding your hand like this, this is how it should feel if it's rare. Uh-huh. This is how it should feel if, you know, I'm flexing okay, my hand out. sure. So there's different ways to hold your hand and just sure. so you compare that to how the steak feels. Yeah. I can know
2: that that's a fact and still don't
1: think I'd be able to yeah. do that.
2: I can tell you how you'd know if your spaghetti noodles are ready. Okay. You take it out and throw it against the cabinet, and if it sticks, it's ready. <laughs>
1: is that right? Swear to God. <laughs> Does Swear Linda g-
2: like you doing that? No, no, of course not. Jeez, I'm glad to hear no. that, though, because when no, I'm... No, that's an Italian thing. When it I'm is. making
1: them, I, I just continually test.
2: No, like no. Pulling out with the... No, 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 no. You get it. you get at a point. You take a noodle out, and you throw it, and if it sticks against the cabinet, it is ready to go. I'm going to try that, but it, I don't think... the starch mean, is there. It's gone. Yep.
1: It sticks. That means it's ready. Yep. Okay.
2: Yep. It definitely wouldn't stick if right after you took it out of
1: the box. Correct.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> there you go. See how smart you are? I'm going to... Look at you.
1: This is one of the... I Look feel at like,
2: you right there.
1: I feel like I've seen some people in recent days mm-hmm. that um, ask a question like, "How is your holiday?
2: Uh-huh. Mainly
1: because they want to tell you how theirs was.
2: Yeah. And yeah. I'm
1: going to do something like that here because I asked you, is there
2: something you think that you are better at than the other person? I am, I am really good at lawn care. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm I'm very, not. I'm very good at, at at lawn care. I enjoy. Um, I I just like being outside. So okay. that's, that's what that is. I'd like to be outside without
1: having to do lawn care.
2: Yeah, well, I it just... It's I think having to do lawn care makes being outside worse. No, there's something about... I don't know what it is. It's just something about when you get done and it's there and you look and you go, you know, that's nice. I had to
1: find a new lawn guy because mine went off to Georgia Tech. Oh, did he? Yes. <laughs> so now a neighbor boy <laughs> is
2: uh, mowing my nice. lawn. Nice. I did that nice. for too
1: many years. I don't want to do it anymore. Yeah. No,
2: I enjoy it. It's I not know. so
1: much the mowing. It's like edging and stuff like that. See, that's... See, that's you like f- that?
2: I, that? I can... You should
1: have started. A it is business. it
2: is well it's funny this is a true story okay you know those people that go around you know uh, lawn people you know for chemicals and stuff okay, like that yeah there is a guy that came up to me and asked me uh who I worked for because I was outside working on the lawn and I said why are you asking and he said because the yard looks so nice <laughs> he thought you
1: were a professional yes I swear <laughs> to god and
2: I said no this is my home and, wow. and he said he goes. Did you uh, did you go to horticultural school? Did you seriously? And I said no, no, no. And he took his car down. And he goes. Well, listen. If you ever want to do it, <laughs> you got he, recruited. I, yeah, I got recruited. <laughs> <laughs> is that not funny? That is definitely true solid story. Proof. That's a true story. That is solid proof that
1: you're not just bragging. That you are correct and that you're I, better than the average person. What, what it is?
2: It, it's it's great therapy for me. Okay. I do a lot of thinking. A lot of. Reflecting, you could walk the dog and do that. I don't have a dog, so Get a dog it's easier than mowing the lawn. No, I just it's just something like that. And I always kid around that you know when I call it quits, I may just you know. You could be the neighbor. You know, boy. I could be the neighbor guy. You know, <laughs> lawn.
1: You can start a little college. But see, I true?
2: wouldn't make any money because you know, like when they come, they're they're in and out within fifteen minutes. That's not me. Uh, you yeah, know, you the, spend fastest, your time. the fastest I can do the fastest. Well, they got those riding mower. You don't have a riding mower, do you? No, but I got a really nice push mower with, with it self-propelled. Right. It's really Most of
1: them are nowadays. But
2: um, the fastest I can do it. The fastest I can get the yard done is an hour and 45 minutes. That is a long time. Yeah, that's, that's as if, I'm, if I'm going fast. So you're if, I, if I do a normal, uh, it's four or five hours a month. What? Yeah, uh, no question. That's I a nightmare. No, it's great. It's just really good. Ugh. It's fun. but I, And it's, that is something I'd, I'm not really sure where that came from, but that's where it is. I, I was saying that I,
1: people ask that question so that you'll ask them back.
2: Sure. How was your summer vacation, or how was your holiday? Yeah, my, okay. So
1: I asked you that because I wanted to say mine. Okay.
2: Okay. How was mine? Mine was very nice. No, 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 no. no. I'm saying oh. I asked you about uh, uh, hidden talent. Oh, because okay. you wanted to bring up your hidden talent?
1: I, I would say it's I described the way I just described the question to you. Is there something you you think you are signif- significantly mm-hmm. better at than the average person that's right. not related to your job? Sure. Uh, I think I'm a way better driver than the average person.
2: Yeah, I, I, I would kind of... Yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not so sure that's true. I'm sure it's true. I'm 100% sure it's true.
1: I don't have a good way to pr- prove it like you I haven't been recruited by a NASCAR guy or anything. Um, From my
2: understanding, you got to drive like
1: NASCAR. I've been behind you before. <laughs> I would put it this way, Jeff. You know how like officials would the official Line is yeah. people, they want you to drive defensively, sure. not aggressively. Right. The I guess they would like everybody to drive defensively. Yeah. I'm glad that they say that so that more people drive defensively so sure. that my aggressive driving g- is easier. Yeah. Okay. I, I will admit to being an aggressive driver, although I do t- try to be careful not to do the types of behaviors that irritate me. Sure. Like cutting people off, right. going around them in turn lanes and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. I don't do those things. No. And I think I... I'm going to knock on wood. I've yeah. had like one accident don't. in my whole life, and it was yeah, a very it. minor.
2: Right, right.
1: I used to get a lot of speeding tickets, but I haven't <laughs> had one of those. I haven't had one of those in a while. <laughs> I base this mo- mo- amazingly on when I drive to work, and it's not a very long drive. Yeah. I generally pass or am around ten to fifteen people that I deem to be absolutely terrible drivers. Yeah. Just horrendous <laughs> drivers to the point that I think the majority <laughs> of people are very bad drivers. They are. And I don't think that J- I am.
2: But here's here's the thing most people um don't know how to drive they know how to steer
1: <laughs> i okay okay, and I know how to drive
2: and and there was a time when know how to steer. And, well it it's well, it's funny because when you when you learn how to drive, if you learn to drive a stick shift, you're learning how. I know how to do that. You're learning how to drive a car because you have to know I how to work the clutch. You got to know how to work the gas. There's all these combination things. It's not just turning the key and steering. That's yeah. that's what that is. Driving, driving a
1: stick is awesome. It's right. so pleasurable.
2: Right, and so yeah, you really are involved, right? When we're yeah you. you I'll tell you what. To this day, I mean, I I can get in. I don't care what it is. I can drive. Uh, I can drive it. I I, w- I did not necessarily enjoy learning to drive a stick right. in
1: St. Louis. In, there was sure. a lot of hills around where right. I was. Stopped at an incline. Right. <laughs> When you're stopped at a light and yep. incline and you don't know how to drive a stick yet, Correct. very well, that is a terrifying right. experience. And,
2: and most kids burn out clutches because they bring the <laughs> clutch out and they hold it because they don't know how to take their foot off the gas yeah. and the brake and, 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 and hit the, coordinate the g- and that Coordinate it. So you don't. Roll back but, now, but it other, eventually
1: becomes second nature. Well,
2: the other thing too is, is that you also learn not to be up on somebody's bumper if they're in a stick because if they don't know how to drive, <laughs> they roll back. <laughs> just little tidbits of uh, uh, of that, but uh, um, I, I tell you that I used to uh, that I would drive stock cars. That I used to what? Yeah, I've done. I did that for a little bit. Yeah. You could have brought that up. Well, it just kind of like it, mainly because it was like celebrity races, you know, and uh, I was really I was very very good at it. I. I
1: was, I am an average athlete as you yep. know. uh yeah. not not anymore. Yeah. But I was. Sure. I was an average athlete. average in certain sports was maybe a little better than average. Yep. Uh but I was very good at in softball hitting line drives the opposite way. Nice. That's that was my skill. You clutch hitter. Well but specifically I'm a right hander, but I did yep. the right. Right, right field.
2: Yep. Oppo. oppo. I
1: would go right. oppo all the time to the point that teams that knew me sure. knew that and tried to defend against sure. it. So that would be a hidden talent hitting the hitting the softball the opposite way. Nice. I was a very average baseball player. Nice. In fact, probably not even average because I didn't make the high school team.
2: Well, I only played sports for a little bit, and I bet you you can't even guess what sport. Tennis. No. You would not guess what sport I was in. Water polo. No. Horse racing? <laughs> no.
1: <laughs> Pole vaulting. No. I want to keep trying.
2: Yeah, you want to keep trying or you don't want Cycling. to. Cycling. No. So
1: I shouldn't guess like football or baseball or basketball. Correct. Hockey?
2: I did play hockey, but not in, not in high school. Golf? No.
1: F- competitive fly fishing? No. <laughs>
2: uh, You'll never guess. I'll never guess? You'll never guess. High-a-lie? No. Nope. Yep. Racquetball? No. I'm talking about a, an actual sport. Track that, and field. That, that has teams in teams. high school. Teams. It was a team sport. It was a te- Well, yes and no. So, like tennis? No. I'm it, saying that's like there's a team, but you yeah. play individually. Is that what you mean? Kind of, yes. But no, it wasn't that. It wasn't tennis. No. Two, so. was it was like a two-man kind of thing? No. Luge? It was. was, was, was <laughs> <laughs> two-man two, two box never, sled? You're never going to guess. Skiing? No. Uh, no. I'm never going to guess. It's an indoor sport. Volleyball? No. <laughs> no. You're never going to guess. Pickleball. Well, you know what we're going to do? We're going to just wait until next week to give you the Floor hockey. No. No. Chess? It's actually an Olympic sport, too. Chess? No. Is chess an Olympic sport? It might be. No. It's not. No. It's an indoor sport. Yep. Is it a water sport? No. So it's not diving. No.
1: It's an indoor sport. it uh, it,
2: uh, It is a sport that both male and females do.
1: Well, that's most sports. Okay. Other than, well... In yeah,
2: baseball. see, not yeah. See, now you're getting to where it should be: girl football and girl baseball. But
1: they have they have girl football and yeah.
2: pros. I mean,
1: semi yeah. of so, They just don't have the most colleges. You got to just you, now. You got to tell us why? Because the fans are going to not want to wait a week. Well, I think it's a good thing to wait for the no, new. Year. No, no, a new you need year. To Tell us. Now. You sure? And I keep guessing, but I really need to go. It's 4:45.
2: Okay, you ready? Yeah. Gymnastics.
1: Oh yeah, of course. It is indoor.
2: Yeah. I was on the rings and parallel rings bars. Rings and parallel bars? Yeah,
1: That requires quite a bit of strength, doesn't it? The right. rings?
2: When I was younger, yes. Yes. Wow. Yeah.
1: Maybe that's how you messed up your back.
2: Uh, no, how I messed up my back was at Clemson when a case broke loose.
1: Oh, yeah, you told me about and that. And
2: there was a downhill when in When we were Clemson. playing the Panthers. Yes. That's why, I, that's why I sometimes i am not very fond of them.
1: You especially don't like the head coach, we learned today.
2: Well, <laughs> I didn't say I didn't like him. I don't like his antics. You didn't like his tactics. Yes, that, his, his that antics. Day. That's what his I'm going to go. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: hey, we want to say thanks to Beefo Brady's for being a sponsor of this podcast. And when someone wants us to go off the charts, we did on that one, didn't we? <laughs> wow, way off the road. If you turn to this podcast, you look for classics and you found them. Wings, nacho, Angus, burgers, beer. You put them all together and you get Beefo Brady's. Hungry for tailgating greatness while this Sunday try Beefs to go or full on catering Beef O'Brady's where game time meets tailgating time anytime. Thank you Beefs. Thank you. You're done. Thank you Yeah, Scott. I'm done. What? I'm done. Uh, yep. I'm, I'm
1: done getting funky on the mic like an old batch of collard greens.
2: Wow. Since you did, thanks for listening.